Hey, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Just waiting on a snowstorm here in Vegas. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it stormed pretty hard last night, so there's probably, you know, six to eight inches of snow out in Red Rock. Mm. It's just cold out. I'm not used to the cold when I'm in. I mean, I've gotten soft living in Vegas. <laughs> like this is not what I came here for. Oh yeah, it's funny. Like even one day of it, I'm like, no, this is fuck. I'm out. <laughs> what have you been doing? You just spending time in the gym? Um, I've been in the gym like standard twice a week with, uh, um, you know, when I work full time, the days are short. Um, but then on the weekends, I've been trying to climb either at like Black and Tan one day or VRG one day a week, and then. Yeah, pretty much like three days a week is what I was what I get right now. Okay, nice. Last time we talked, I believe it it was over the summer. I checked in with you about your elbows when we did our episode back in the spring. You had you were still suffering from a torn common flexor tendon, I think, in your elbow. Yep. Yep. And over the summer, it sounds like you were still in pretty rough shape, and you weren't sure if it was going to recover on its own without surgery. How are things going now? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's definitely better. I've been smarter about knowing what aggravates it. Um, the reality is that like it's, it is the common flexor tendon. So it's involved in a lot of different things when you're rock climbing. Um, and it can be fine. It can be no flare ups. And then I'll just like a foot will slip and I'll engage my arm at a different, you know, velocity than the used to, and it'll, it'll flare up. Mm. Um, so I've been really trying to be conscious of what movements I'm doing in the gym, I try not to generate momentum with the right arm or anything like that. Um, it seems to be working. Okay. Okay. It's getting better. Okay. Still, I can't click it. Yeah. Are you trying any projects right now or you still have to kind of dial things back a bit? Uh, a little bit, nothing super crazy. Um, it's more just, uh, like I've been playing on breaking the law out at black and tan, but I mean, if I was, fit it wouldn't be a project but since i'm not fit it is a project (laughs) (laughs) remind me what is that one i've I've been to that cliff but i can't remember what that one is it's a short little bouldery 14a okay like basically a a b910 boulder problem okay is there anything that you found that has been helping with your elbows any exercises or protocols or anything yeah i mean so sorry i got a dog there um there's been a, like, I've been working with, um, uh, Tyler Nelson from camp for human performance. Um, and he had me said, like, I worked with him for a few months in the spring, uh, about a year ago now. Wow. Um, and he really did help me, you know, identify the issues. And I also took a, a course from him, um, for like dealing with tendon pain. Okay. And the, just a consistent warm up has been really good. And then I also reached out to Natasha Barnes actually after she was on your podcast. Okay. Um, I really enjoyed that one. We were talking and led me down the path of setting up uh, an appointment with her and, and she gave me some exercises. Um, something that, I mean, Tyler had alluded to and other things I've alluded to, but like pain is not a very good indication of tendon damage or tendon, um, tendinopathy. Like you, pain is neurological and I don't know, it got into this kind of a, a mind, a uh, little bit of a mind warp where <laughs> maybe it was just my head, but you know, it, it you know, it's, it's this weird thing where, um, so she had me doing these, uh, well, what would she call them? Basically, oh, desensitization exercises, which is like kind of leaning into the pain 
a bit and teaching your body that the pain isn't necessarily a bad thing hmm. because pain is such a powerful, such a powerful sensation that you kind of have, if you feel anything from that area, your, your, your body you know, is used to just, it's used to it being pain and it kind of just like associates that feeling of pain. And so it just makes this pain response. Hmm. Not necessarily is it an indication of further damage or even aggravation. It's just, there's a sensation coming from that area and your body knows it as pain. So it just throws out the pain response, which is kind of weird. I'm not going to lie. So I've, I've read a bunch of articles on it and I still, I understand what they're saying, but it's still hard to wrap your head around. Totally. It's one thing to tell them that, but it's another thing to experience it in your own body. Huh? So I've been doing that. Like definitely uh, still trying to pay attention to the pain, but not as worried about the pain. Okay. And, leaning into it a little bit like in controlled exercises with you know either weighted um isometric hangs or um like holding different lockoffs and just holding it for a while letting the pain kind of just like sit there hmm yeah it's interesting and what is what is the result that you're experiencing are you noticing a decreased pain sensation or is it changing at all yeah, but it's hard to say if it's from the exercises that or being smarter about my climbing too. I mean, okay. I'm, like I said, before, it's more that I'm just not as concerned about the pain. Um, like if it's just a quick flare up in the moment, I'm like, okay, if it lasts for a while, then I'm concerned. Like I did have a, a bit of a setback maybe eight weeks ago now where like it the pain lingered for a few days. And then when I went to go try and climb again, even through my normal warm up the pain came right back and I was like, okay, like I, I pushed it too hard. Didn't have enough, take didn't take enough rest. Um, so, but there's different, like I'm keeping a pain journal. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Every day I kind of like measure how much it hurts to wash my hands in the morning. Wow. Um, and, and, uh, yeah. So it's like, as long as I keep track of that and then kind of over, as long as the weekly average of that is, is not going up, I kind of, um, I think that's a good thing, but I'm not, I'm not as worried about like an immediate, sharp pain sensation because that could just be, I mean, there's a lot of things that go on in your elbow and it could just be like a shifting, um, like the nerve line runs across there and like there's a lot of stuff and it could just be something, something else other than the, the actual, uh, tendon, but my body associates that sensation with pain, hmm. which is a mind fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that is fascinating. I've, I've read a little bit about this stuff, not as much as you, it sounds like. And, uh, and I have this weird experience of being fully skeptical and and fully fully appreciating that it's probably true and spot on at the same time. I don't know. Well, me too, and it, it's <laughs> happening in my own body, and yeah. I've got that same. I'm skeptical, but then it like like it'll be like incredibly painful if I do it like just do a weird move or something, and it'll be incredibly painful. Like I'm like, oh, there, I'm back to square zero. Like I just. I just pulled the, everything, ripped out everything of a field <laughs> and then you know, the next day it'll be gone. I'm like, Oh, okay. It wasn't that bad. That was a little dramatic. Mine could be a little crazy. <laughs> wow. But, and, and Tyler was like, um, Tyler Nelson was, he, you know, in our conversations with him, he definitely brought it up, but I kind of like dismissed it. I was like, okay, pain is not in my head. This is real. Right. And then I read some more articles. And then, like I said, in, I was talking to Natasha and she kind of reinforced that. I was like, Oh, these guys might actually know what they're talking about. And I should probably like pay attention to this a bit more. <laughs> but it's so weird. Like, you know, I'm, I don't know. It's, it's, it's like happening in my body. It's this incredibly 
very, very painful. And I, I would like to think I've got a, a high pain tolerance, but maybe I don't. Um, but yeah, it's like debilitating pain for a moment and then it's gone the next day. I'm like, oh, okay. That's, that probably wasn't that bad. That's wild. Are you doing anything to monitor the tissues themselves? Like, are you doing, have you done any subsequent like MRI scans or anything to, to see if the actual tear is repairing itself or? Well, the idea is you're not going, like the tear is a tear. It's not going to repair itself. The idea is that you're strengthening the other fibers of the tendon around it. Oh, okay. Um, so you, you're trying to you're trying to have the the rest of the tendon take the load. Hmm. Um, there's not enough. I, my understanding, and this I could be totally wrong. So my understanding is that there's not enough like blood flow to actually heal a tear without um, like surgical inter- intervention. But that the tendon, is, like mine, was a twenty to twenty five percent tear of the uh, the common flexor tendon, and so that means there's still seventy five percent of it there, and it's. You're trying to basically strengthen the rest of it, is my understanding of it. Okay. So I have not gone back and had another MRI. Um, it would be one of those things, like, I think if I went down the surgical route, I would get an MRI and, you know, see where it's at again. But I, I'm trying to stay away from that for now. <clears throat> right. Yeah, that's that's interesting. You and I were texting and you were talking about what the um, rehab therapy people were saying and what the surgery people were saying and it sounds like either path will lead to full recovery so is do the rehab people think that you can get to a point where that 75 percent of the tendon tissue is as strong as your tendon used to be yeah okay yeah that's the theory is that you i mean you can still keep building out on up on the existing uh tendon tissue it just takes you know tendons take a long time to adapt yeah um then it's a matter of you know what do you enjoy doing? And the problem is like, I enjoy uh, endurance sport climbs and volume is really, really bad for, for tendons, Mm. uh, tendon recovery. So I've been having to boulder a little bit more and avoid velocity stuff, but I'm allowed, like I've been, you know, going up and down through there's roughly four phases of recovery. Um, and I've been kind of bouncing back and forth between like two and three, which is like, static loads with a high intensity and gentle movement. And I haven't really gotten into the, the building on velocity yet. Okay. Interesting. So you're, you're doing some harder, but slow and static bouldering. Not necessarily hard bouldering, but like more, I mean, if I can do a hard boulder and I can do it static, then yes. But uh, the hard exercises are more um, like hang, weighted hangs and, and weighted pull-ups, but slow and stuff like that. Okay. And then bouldering is pretty much just stay sane and move. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> um, interesting. Well, I uh, I will be curious to see how this thing continues to develop for you and see how it all shakes out. I hope that you get back to 100%. Yeah, I'm optimistic. It's, you know, it's better now than it was, you know, a year ago. It's, it's better now than it was this summer. Um, so, yeah, I'm optimistic. Awesome. The other topic I wanted to dive into with you, um, when you and I talked over the summer, I think, were you up at um, in Canmore, like climbing at Asafale at the time? Yeah, I was up in Canmore all summer, so I, I think you called me in July sometimes, so yeah? Yes. That's, that's when we talked. Yeah, that sounds right. And I think I was, yeah, if it was July or August, I think I, I thought I was in 10 sleep maybe at the time. Anyway, I was sport climbing a lot, and we got into a conversation about hangboard maintenance 
to maintain finger strength when you're on a sport climbing trip or when you're in a sport climbing season, projecting, et cetera. And it's something that I've done more of. Hey friends, I hope you enjoyed that teaser of this week's follow-up. If you want full access to follow-ups, you can sign up for $5 a month on Patreon at patreon.com slash thenuggetclimbing. Or you can go to thenuggetclimbing.com and click on the support the podcast button at the top. If you're on your smartphone, just tap those two little lines at the top of the page and you'll see the button in the drop-down menu. $5 per month gets you access to all follow-up calls, past and future, as long as you are a member. You'll have access to all of them. As you just heard in the teaser, I've been recording some follow-up conversations with past guests on the show to talk about what they've been up to lately and to go even further into the weeds on a specific topic than we typically would on the podcast. Follow-ups are 20 to 30 minutes in length, occasionally longer, and I will be releasing one every other week to make sure I always have plenty of podcast guests to follow up with. If you sign up for follow-up calls, what you are really doing is supporting the regular podcast and helping me continue to chase down interesting guests so I can pick their brains and bring you new nuggets every week. And by signing up on Patreon, you get some bonus content to look forward to as well. In addition to getting access to follow-ups, I will also let you know who's coming up on the show, and you can submit patron questions for upcoming guests, as you have undoubtedly heard in other episodes of the podcast. Five bucks per month. Think of it as buying me a beer at the local brewery after a long day of climbing. Whether or not you choose to sign up, thank you for listening, and feel free to share the podcast with your friends or leave a rating on your listening app. It truly helps. And I appreciate you for tuning in. I am very grateful for you guys. Much love to you all. We'll see you next time. Like we do it.